The year is 2023. PBS Plus has just launched bringing the world's streaming services to 4,387. How can anyone be expected to go through all this content? Fear not, loyal passengers. Captain Joe Shoes and his first mate Mez are here to travel through space and time to bring you the best nuggets pop culture has to offer. Strap in. It's time for the Car Jomez Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 354 of the Car Jomez Podcast. I'm Mez, and my co-host, as always, is... The Magistrate of Caravan City. I'm Captain Joe Shoes from the Car Jomez Podcast. And yeah, thank you, you guys are, for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you're listening, whether that be YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher. I think there's still like three people in the world who use Stitcher. Hit that subscribe button. Follow us on all the social media at Car Jomez. Leave a five star mm. review. And if and when you do, screenshot that review, tweet it to us at Car Jomez, and we. We'll send you an autographed 8x10 as a token of our appreciation. But right now, I don't want to waste any time, Gomez. Hit the breaking news music. Woo! Breaking news. What is going on, Joe? We got some big stories, Gomez. Whoa, this big. week, big stories. And we're not talking quantity we are talking quality the better Ooh. q this is q month so we're gonna give them the better q the quality over the quantity right isn't that what they say always that's that's how i feel story number one Only yesterday was- gomez netflix netflix finally dropped muscles and mayhem an unauthorized story of american gladiators oh that dropped oh shit okay how so long that, is it? what are the details the details are it's an unauthorized story <laughs> of american gladiators is it just a doc is it a series I believe it's just a documentary. I haven't checked it out quite yet. This is obviously something we're going to be talking about next week. So let's add that to the list, add it to the wheel, add it to life. Life, Gomez, is where things like this take place. Sure. Mm, I'm going to have to pencil it in. It's definitely in there for next week. And I think this is supposed to be like the kind of juicy details we want, the hot goss that we didn't get from the ESPN 30 for 30. Instead, we just got that old man waiting by his fucking front door, waiting to be asked about American Gladiators. I hope that, like, those guys are on it again, just telling the same I, I story. I do not need more Johnny <laughs> Ferraro. <laughs> I, like, I hope it's not I need that. Nitro. Yes, give us the people who didn't show up. Let's go. Yeah. Ooh, I'm excited. Can't wait. Like, and Gomez, this one. Mm. Will hit especially close to home for both you and I. Ooh, what we got here? The volcano menu is back at Taco Bell. Bro, I just got a text from my wife saying, if I'm home tomorrow, we're getting volcano tacos for Taco <laughs> Bell. Literally, just as you said that, hysterical. This is awesome. I'm so excited. You don't understand. So, Tuesday, it became app only. 
this past Tuesday. The, you okay. can add the lava sauce, and they have the ingredients on the app. If you use your Taco okay. Bell app, which you should be doing anyway to always. accrue Taco Bell points and rewards. Yes. If you're going to do anything in life, get rewarded for it. That's why I only pay with a credit card that gives me some rewards. Your debit card don't give you any bullshit. Your debit card don't give you cash back. Your debit card don't give you fucking Amazon bucks or Sky Miles or anything. Use the You're credit the king. card. You're the king of your Amazon card, getting your gas. Filling up, getting those things. <laughs> Double the points on groceries. Ooh, that's good, bro. Ah, you got to check into those rewards. You got to get, if they're going to give you rewards, why would you pass it over? That's putting money in the back of the coffers of the corporations. And I will never do such a thing. Never that. Not me. No how. Not my chair, not my problem. That's what I say. No way. We say it all the time. If if you go into a fast food place and they have an app, you should be using the app. All of them, not just Taco Bell. Yes. Every single one. Exclusive deals and those put. Woo, baby. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't even go to Taco Bell all that much. And I feel like every time I have a reward in there, which is like, and they do this on purpose. You, you go to the rewards and it's like, oh, do you want a crunchy taco, a soft taco? It's all the low-hanging fruit, right? Of course. You just got to scroll and you get like a, a, a real shit. cheesy gordita crunch. Yes, you got like the real, the expensive shit. It's there for free. You can have it for free. Get it. Get the Taco Bell app because you can have lava sauce on Thursday. The day this show comes out. It's available to everyone. Oh, so excited. Walk-ins, app users still use the app, but you can walk in if you're a lazy fuck and don't want to get the app. You get your lava sauce. You can get your double beef volcano burrito. You could get your volcano taco in your drink. The combo, the volcano combo, Gomez. Mm, I can't wait. Uh, can we uh, can we expect a, a video maybe from uh, Captain Shoes this week? Trying some why not? Out. You know what? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, shoes in the news, baby. Love another, it. Yes. Another coffee creamer review went up this week. Oh, what flavor? Almond, almond, almond milk, sweet and creamy flavor coffee creamer. Mm, interesting. People out there on the streets looking for a replacement, sweet and still. creamy. Co- <laughs> still, I still to this day now, both the videos I have the uh, Cold Stone sweet and creamy flavor that is discontinued. People still going nuts that it's discontinued. So crazy. So I did a review of the replacement, which is just International Delight sweet and creamy, which I think is pretty good. A lot of people disagree with me. Disagree big time, bro. So How dare for you? a long time, it was people <laughs> leaving comments on this video as if I'm the one who did this to them. How dare you take it I'm away from I'm the one us. who discontinued the fucking International Delight Cold Stone Sweet Piece Creamy flavor. I didn't do it, folks. I'm just sitting here reviewing it. Yeah. But so I got all those people say it's not the same. This sucks. I'm I drank this for years and now blah, blah, blah. And now. Day. Now I'm getting the comments that say, you're out of your mind. It tastes exactly the same. You, you have a neurosis. You're just making this up. You can't so that, win, bro. I got all you the conspiracy the theorists that have, that have finally joined the fray. 
Oh, he can't win. It's like in Street Fighter 2 where it's like a new fighter has emerged. And it's like, okay, all the conspiracy theorists have come to the coffee uh, creamer chatter now. Oh, man, I love it. I'm excited. I got to check that out. I I didn't see that drop. (laughs) So I was just, I was at my local supermarket. I said, oh, there's something new, something and I was like, blue diamond almond. And I'm, I don't, I've never had almond milk before. So I'm like, sure. but it's sweet cream flavored. Let me try it out. It was the same price as the regular coffee mate versions or the international delight version. I said, I'm willing to take a chance here in the name of science. God bless science. The science God bless man. bless it. <laughs> I'm excited. So, yeah. I'm definitely, I'll have a review myself because I'm going to get it. Volcano combo, baby. Look at that. Double beef volcano burrito, which I'm sure you could upgrade to the chicken or steak. I mean, we're at the age now where we could afford the steak. Back Mm. in the day, you had to get the beef because that's all we could afford. That's it, bro. You only had X number of dollars to spend at Taco Bell at one time. You had to stretch that out. It was like silly money. You need to stretch it out the whole week for other things, too. Resources were very low. You know, but now we're we're in positions in life where we could afford steak. Number one podcast, we have a steak all day, baby. You got Yo, shrimp I, tacos. To that, that day, it's still on the menu. The double steak grilled cheese burrito. Oh, good. That is, I'm sorry. If you don't agree, I don't know what's wrong with you. But that has to be one of the number, it's got to be top five all-time fast food item. Ooh, coming in strong. Top five all time. My goodness. Number one Taco Bell item, hands down. It has to be that. Yeah, it has to be. Okay. Oh, boy. I mean, it's, it's pretty damn good. I'm not going to lie. I do love it. Like, I one day I will, I should do a video where I just compile all, like, top 10 fast food items of all yes. time. And as you eat. But, yeah, like, I eat them all. Do a yes. live video. Oh, can't wait. But. I mean, we'll, we'll have to like we'll have to do we'll make a live stream out of it. And speaking of live streams, Gomez, uh, the Captain's Log over on the Major Pod Network. We just had Justin Walsh, who is a photographer. Yeah. He was a group member. Okay. He was the original Major Mark. He won the contest okay. after the 100th episode of the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. He was a guest this month in June, and by popular demand, next up on the Captain's Log, I will be interviewing. An absolute legend that we were able to track down for the Ooh. captain's log. I can't believe this is going to happen. The people, the major marks made this happen. Coming up on the captain's log, Joe Shoes sitting down with Captain Joe Shoes. I will be interviewing Ooh. myself. <laughs> I love it. That's going to be good. Story time with Captain Joe. It's going to be a great time, bro. <laughs> I love telling stories. Yeah. And these people... You'll have people in the chat bringing up random shit like, I I got a story about that. <laughs> but that's the thing is, like, I don't even realize how many stories I have. And to kind of um, articulate it, when I was in Oshkosh in April for Swaggle Mania, uh, Matt Stein, who listens to the podcast, I did a spot on his podcast one time. He helps out with ACW Wisconsin. He was giving me a ride back to the airport when I was leaving. And we're sitting in the car and we're chatting and we're we're moderately friendly, you know, and I just like, I was like, you know, just one thing triggers another. And I start telling a story about something else. And I start telling a story. He's like, bro, where do you have all these stories from? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, 
just me hitting on Mandy Moore while we were hanging out at the MTV building one day. Who would hit on Mandy Moore if they were in the MTV building? I mean, come on. If, if you guys are listening and you're going to be in that chat for the Captain's Log, make sure to ask me about the Mandy Moore story. I'll tell it in great detail. It's a good story. Great story. <laughs> Oh, man, look at this. You said exciting week we got coming up here. My goodness. I'm so much. So much. Oh, man. Volcano Tacos and, and uh, American Gladiators documentary. More American Gladiators. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? What a time I to want, be alive. I want all the American Gladiators. <laughs> Give it to me all. All of it. Hey, it's, it, we do have a writer's strike, so it should be coming around again oh. any, any day now. Bro, it's coming. It's definitely coming. That writer's strike ain't going anywhere. No, it's not, folks. If you notice, there's still no deal. That's not a good sign. And Shows not are even supposed to be filming. Remotely close to a deal. <laughs> yep. They are just refusing to pay 1%. It's just ridiculous. Oh, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I guess... Right, we'll wait for the fall seasons. Hopefully, the studios start panicking because they got no shows, they got no movies, right? And uh, hopefully, the good things happen. I don't know. Uh, I don't have. I faith. right now, I'm not getting my hopes up. <laughs> I don't have faith for that. I'm just really hoping don't. that's how it works. Yeah. Oh, uh, Gomez, this week I did check out the first two episodes of The Righteous Gemstones. Oh, so did I, baby. Did you? Let, what, oh, would you like to oh. talk about it? I would love this. I would love to talk about this show. So it's just fantastic. It's so wonderful. I love yeah, these I, characters. I I enjoy these characters so much, and I, I think it's a really interesting topic that they traipse around and traverse around the religious uh, kind of zealot thing, yeah. you know, for profit religion that mm-hmm. is. You know, to anyone who is not immersed in it, does appear to be rather comical from afar. And I think they oh, strike yeah. a good chord. And I think the actors, everyone casted in this show, I think is just so perfect. Fantastic. Like everybody plays their role to a T. And I like um, Adam Devine is like someone who I find annoying in a lot of sure. things that he does because he's in a lot of things. Yeah, but he is. In this, I'm just like, yep, fucking Kelvin just doing his shit. Uh, like no, in this I one, do. he he's he's buying out the whole supply yes. of the sex toy store. <laughs> like they they want to celebrate celibacy, but all That's he's right. doing is putting money into them so they can restock and have you know just inflate sales. And then he decides to burn everything where everything is like latex rubber. <laughs> And the guy who's actually burning everything is like getting ready to pass out. He's like, I don't feel so fucking good. Oh, the smut busters. The smut it's busters. It's so good. Oh, yeah, his friend. I forget his friend's name, but his friend yeah. is is fantastic. Keith. I, Keith, yes, he is so good. I love, like I said, every character, the minor characters, everyone is just, oh, so good. I, I'm excited. I uh, yeah. this show is under the radar for most people. I never see people talking about it, but please, if you like comedy, I mean, I what other comedies are there out, out there? You know, you know, even Danny McBride, who I think has become like kind of like a low key comedic superstar. You know, like he's he's not thought of as like like he didn't hit that Will Ferrell level. You know, like when Will Ferrell was just like the man in everything sure. in the early two thousands, like after Anchorman's. Um, 
Starsky and Hutch, where he had that like role in like old school, like he, he, you know, Talladega Nights. He just had this run where he was like the yeah. top fucking guy. Yes, Chevy Chase, same thing. You have a run as the top fucking guy, and it doesn't really last that long. Like to me, Will Ferrell's still a star, but he's not where he was twenty years ago, which is insane to think that that's fucking twenty years ago now. But Crazy. you know, the, someone gets on these fucking heaters and just goes on a run where they have like everything they touch just turns to fucking gold. And not like Danny McBride has turned everything into fucking gold, but he's in a lot of shit that I think is fucking hilarious. Yes. You know, from Eastbound and Down, where it's like where he came on my radar. Sure. That's but even stuff. shit like uh, This Is The End is fucking hysterical. Your Highness, I think, is great. I haven't seen it. For, I, that's something that I've been meaning to rewatch. I watched it when it first came out. Thought it was fine, but I'm like, you know, I, I really want to watch that again. I, I, same thing. I think the repeated viewing makes it better. The first time I was like, oh, this is, this is okay. And then I might have had a couple drinks in me and like just put it on. And it was like my balls fell out. I was laughing. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'll put that on the list. (laughs) You know what? Don't put that on the list. Let's do a Your Highness uh, coming up. Okay, uh, sure. We, we might have something for this week. I don't know if you got something planned, if something's getting released this week. Indiana Jones is this week. So we're going to go see Indiana Jones this week, and we got the American Gladiators documentary. Yeah. So let's push, but, but let's do a Your Highness yeah. thing. All right. We'll save it. We'll save it. We yeah. got plenty of time. We got Especially a writer strike no, to fill we in. Got, I was going to say, we got a writer. We got lots of time, bro. <laughs> So Righteous Gemstones, everything's on max. This is season three. So yes. if you're behind, they, they are like hour-long episodes or 45-minute long episodes, but well worth the time. So Give it a couple that. episodes. If you're not feeling early, like I got in right away, I was hooked. Yes. But if you're not feeling it, they're only like eight-episode seasons. Yeah. It's, it's not a big commitment, commitment, but I think if you if you can get on board, if you deal with what they're putting out there, Ooh, they're giving the good stuff. Yeah, put the kids to bed and enjoy a little adult comedy. (laughs) And there's a wrestling tie-in too. If you if that's up your alley, there is, there is. Yes, it is. It's a a pretty big one. That's right. So speaking of wrestling, Joe, woo! What you got? Forbidden Door, baby. Oh, (laughs) baby, did you watch this? I don't think you did. (laughs) I did not watch it, but I have a, a philosophical issue. Sure, with what's up? Forbidden Door. The name of it is Forbidden Door. But now we've now done this two consecutive years. It looks like it's going to be something happening going forward. The door is very much bidden. <laughs> they say anytime a guy shows up, if a guy just shows up on dynamite, they're like, Oh, he's gone through the forbidden door. What's he doing here? It's just like their thing. It's their thing for any outsider. <laughs> Get a new name. Just call it All Ages Welcome. Just call it AEW versus New Japan, right? I mean, that's the selling point. Wrestling show. (laughs) It's true. Uh, I heard good things about the show from every from people I've seen or follow on social media or some of our friends who watched it. Everybody seemed to be very complimentary about the Omega Osprey match, especially. Um, other matches got good reviews. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Though, this is not something I have an interest in. Like even no, remotely. Yeah, this is not yet. That's why I, I knew you didn't watch it. This so, is not. Uh, I've always said the style. worst part. The worst part about pro wrestling 
is the wrestling. So giving me, like, this is why I hated Ring of Honor back in the day. Just a bunch of guys doing moves. I need a story. And at the end of this show, like, this this may be a great wrestling show, right? I didn't watch it. I'm not going to sit here and judge. But I've heard good things. Brian Danielson versus Okada may be a great wrestling match. But what are they fighting for? Who's the best? That's it. This is just, but this is a one-off show that is no storyline. It's just two guys. And I have to be no interest in that. Why not? But Brian Danielson versus Okada, two of the greatest wrestlers of all time in our generation. This is a big deal. That's the selling point. Give me a story. There's a, oh, they're I'm, both I'm, the best in the world. That's the selling point. Who is the best not, in the world? But like, I, I run someone off the road. You know, bury. You know, invade somebody's dad's funeral. He says he's gonna kick his ass, bro. <laughs> it's not enough for me. I need more. I need more meat on the bone here. I get it. I get it. But yeah, this this is the one-off show where there is there's no build-up. These guys don't. You know, the Japan guys don't really show up on TV other than like maybe they'll send a promo video just talking uh, uh, shit real fast. But yeah, this is essentially a a dream show. Hey, you know, you we like you like wrestling. Here's some wrestling. So, yeah, there is no stories. I do not watch or care about Japanese wrestling. So if you think I'm going to get excited because Tanahashi showed up in fucking Toronto, like, get the fuck out of here. That's that's not good. Why? 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 Because fucking 3% of the population subscribes to the New Japan app? Like, we got to pretend like this is worldwide? Get the fuck out of here. But why Why is it a cow, bro? Why doesn't wrestling all over Look, the world count? If you enjoy it, that's great. Good for you. I'm talking about the majority of regular people here. Like the episode of the Cosby Show where Theo wants to be regular people. And then Dr. Cliff teaches him how much it costs to be regular people. And then he's like, eh. That's that's a, very expensive. I'm not subscribing to the New Japan app to watch fucking what's the guy's name? Ishii. Ishii, yeah, sure, that's the guy. Uh, big fucking deal. <laughs> I don't know what. Eleven of these guys got to take turns rotating over who gets to fight Chris Jericho this year. <laughs> Chris Jericho is a fucking fifty-five-year-old man. You jackals, let him rest, bro. Did you see the clip of Sting? Sting had a rough night, bro. 70-year-old Sting had a rough night yesterday. <laughs> I didn't, but I can't imagine it was complimentary toward him. This one clip, Samuel Guevara is doing this like 6.30 on the outside to a table. At the last minute, it looks like Sting goes, oh, wait, I'm supposed to move? And so he kind of goes like this, and he just crashes right onto his rear. Oh, it's just terrible. This poor old man. He's an old man. Sting yeah. is old, bro, which is crazy. Sting, Sting is an old man. Is is he late 60s now? I believe he's 60-something. Let's just, what, Steve Borden is this guy's yes. name, right? Let's see. What do we got here? 64 years old. My God. And look good he, for him to look that good. And, and be able to do this at at still at the level he does and still have that drawing power. I've never been a Sting fan, but that has nothing to do with it. Good for him to be able to still want to do this, you know, to still sure. have that drive. Because, listen, I don't know where he lives right now, but I can guarantee you I hate going through fucking airports and packing a bag once a month. 
this man is forcing himself to do it fucking every week to go wherever they got to do TV or whatever. So bless his heart for still wanting to do this shit and still yeah. being able to do this shit. But there comes a time where it's like, my man, like, you've done enough. Like, Every year he says, this is it. And then he signs like a one more year. Every year. He's been doing it for like seven years now. And at some point, it's going to be like Yoda training Luke in the Dagobah system where he's just going to have nothing left to give and disappear. (laughs) So, yeah, Forbidden Door. If you like that shit, obviously it's not for everybody. Clearly. I know there's a lot of Osprey hate. You know, I love the guy. I know a lot of people don't. But, uh, you know. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> count, count me in there Listen I agree with the promo stuff I hate like the guy can't cut a promo without 17 curse words It's like bro can we just And like it's literally just like he'll just be screaming Fuck just like over and over It's like this is a promo Come on But in the ring I mean come on He's good He does a lot of good stuff It just to me Like the guys like him and Ricochet What they can do athletically is unbelievable It is Like it's just Phenomenal shit that I couldn't even dream of being able to do my own, but it looks, and I understand like wrestling is a work. Like I get that, you know, like I'm an, I'm an adult. I've, I've done a little wrestling. I understand it's a work, but there comes a point where there's wrestling pro wrestling style. And then there's synchronized swimming. And what will Osprey does looks like synchronized swimming to me. It doesn't look like, a performance of combat. And not everything does, especially a lot of the shit that I've done is more on the comedic side of things, but like, I'm still trying to win a match where I don't, I've never gotten the vibe that Will Ospreay is trying to win anything. He's just doing stuff for the sake of it because he can. That's a very popular opinion. Look, I'm not a genius who's like, the first one to say this but that's how it comes off to me and it's very off-putting while trying to watch it sure so everyone else skip that match and watch the rest (laughs) which japanese guy did chris jericho fight this year uh it was like uh he's it's like a six man or something uh naito would be the japanese guy he fought No, but he but he faced Sting. This is the first time ever Chris Jericho and Sting were in a match together. Isn't that wild, bro? I guess it, it is just because of how long both of them you have figured been they would have crossed paths. But when you think about but it, when you think he about was it, it way lower WCW, yeah. yeah, and then and he, then this guy was in TNA. When Jericho was a top guy, exactly. Sting was in TNA. Jericho never went over there. Then when Jericho was on one of his hiatuses, Sting came back to WWE to do his little cup of coffee there. To get murdered. <laughs> yeah, to, to be broken in half. <laughs> because he was... That's an, almost a decade ago. That was a long time ago, yes. That has to be, what, like 2014? Him versus Seth Rollins, Survivor Series? It's definitely... The Sting stuff is definitely... Yeah, 2014, 2015. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Fucking, we're old. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so Let's yeah, keep on the wrestling. Oh, uh, what else? Dark side of the ring, Gomez. Oh, 
Oh yeah, what's going on over so there? So this uh, this past week we had the Doink the Clown episode. How was that? That I forgot. I do want to watch that one. And the week before that we had the Graham Family episode. Is that Two all right? I'm very different episodes. Sure. Wildly different in tone. The Graham Family, I think, is very interesting because it's not something most people know a lot about. But it deals very heavily in mental health, which is not something that we spoke about until semi-recently. Sure. So it becomes a very interesting episode because of that fact and with how it affected this family in a way that is kind of similar to the Von Erich family, but doesn't get publicized as much. Um, Now, the Doink the Clown episode... Yes, how was this? Is when you hear Dark Side of the Ring and you think... They're going to go like, oh, this guy's a fucking dickhead. And that is this episode. Doink the Clown was made for Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, shit. Um, Okay. Both episodes have this thing because they're interviewing family members. And family members will look at family members through rose-colored glasses. You're going to choose to remember the good times and the good traits and stuff. Yeah. This Doink the Clown episode... Right off the bat, it begins with his daughter. And I've never, I've met Matt Bourne, um, but I mean, like, literally just, hey, nice to meet you. Sure. So I have no relationship with the man. I do have friends who were friendly with him. Um, So they love him. Me, I had no relationship with the guy. I have heard nothing but horror stories from other people, though. I've heard plenty of Matt Bourne horror stories over the years. This episode opens with the people doing the documentary asking his daughter, like, oh, do you remember who Ricky Steamboat fought at WrestleMania 1? And she's like, oh, yeah, it was my dad. And listen, I'm I'm sure Steamboat was really good, but, like, my dad owned it. (laughs) And it was like, right off the bat, Ricky Steamboat... (laughs) (laughs) is regarded as the greatest baby face of all time. Ricky Steamboat is regarded as one of the greatest technical wrestlers in the history of the professional wrestling business. And I understand that this is your dad. I love saying nice things about my dad as well. One thing I will not say is that my dad outshone Ricky Steamboat at (laughs) WrestleMania. (laughs) And the thing is, is Matt Bourne was a really good worker. He was very good. Was he Ricky Steamboat good? I mean, that sounds like a stretch. Um, Not but me, all the stories you get in this episode from Hacksaw Jim Duggan, from <clears throat> Mick Foley, like even they're like, we like Matt, but. And then it's like more stories about like just this guy being a drunken, belligerent asshole. And there was even a clip from a PWS show in 2010, which I was at. It was in like, I want to say I White Plains. It. How was that? <laughs> I was there I because uh, a bunch so of my cool. friends were on the show and there was like a pre-show convention. So we, we had like the convention before the show and then they did the wrestling show and I was, I was there doing something. And it was Hacksaw Duggan versus Matt Bourne doing Doink, but he was trying to do, he was going to, he was calling it Reborn. He was trying to make like a comeback out of this. Interesting. And so he was like a a Joker Doink hybrid, okay, like sure. like the, the paint was it wasn't regular Doink paint. It was like smeared and stuff because he was trying to like reinvent it. But the Doink thing was always over, 
So sure. he's like trying to keep the vibe. And I guess like something happens like right away where like Matt Potatoes hacksaw and then it becomes like, hey, do you want to work or you want to shoot? You want to work or you want to shoot? Jesus. And it's like <laughs> like two brawling old vets like yeah, standing big, in the middle of the ring, like seeing just... if they want to fucking go. And then like at some point, uh like hacksaw goes to get his board he's like you want to fucking do this or not like and you know finally someone just walks out like hacksaw walks out he's like oh we could just do it in the locker room so hacksaw like walks out waiting for matt to come backstage and i guess like matt just walked out the front door and went home Uh, crazy bro (laughs) oh man but highly recommended uh that's on vice so if you want to go check that out that's the uh, yeah. They, they haven't made it easily accessible this year. Huh? They right? really used, don't. It's, it used uh, to be on YouTube. Well, people have been putting it on YouTube, and the thing sure. was, Vice hasn't really put them on YouTube themselves. Okay. You can find the first season on Tubi of Dark Side okay. of the Ring, but everything since then, it was people were putting it up on YouTube like immediately after the fact. So you were able to find a full episode in good quality to watch on YouTube. Then they started cracking down on that, and rightfully so. Sure. Um, I mean, we complain because we like convenience. Yeah, we want to watch it. <laughs> um, but they started cracking down on that, so then it became hard to find. Or if you did find it, it was like a very warped, low-quality version where the audio doesn't match up or is put through a filter so it doesn't get tagged by the YouTube terms of yes, service sure. or anything yeah, yeah yeah so it's borderline unwatchable so they have not made it easy to watch mm. they still have a cable channel i know that was a thing for a while i don't know if i mean they have to because that's where these episodes are going up right oh my god i mean it could just be a web thing i don't even know at this point because they, 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 they filed for bankruptcy didn't they recently i believe so, so. i do remember so hearing I, that so shit i don't know vice is not doing so good Mm. Mm, my goodness uh joe i watched something this week i went to the movies oh why would you do that because there was a movie that came out last week that i didn't get a chance to see i had mentioned the blackening oh yeah so this is a horror comedy centered around a, a group of black folk and uh it's very uh you know, it's made for black audience. There's a lot of uh, black jokes, you know, of, of uh, stereotypes that they deal with, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's a horror movie. And uh, they hit all the beats that you would. And uh, I thought it was a good time. I thought the, the horror was good. I thought the comedy was good. They did a good mix of the two. I know usually these movies, they don't always work. I know they don't mm-hmm. always do good at the movie theaters. I don't think, you know, I don't know how this was projected, but I know it hasn't been uh, killing it. I think it came in sixth on opening week. You know, I don't think it was even yeah. in the top five. So, you know, it's not doing so good. I think I think once it hits a streaming service, I think this is a movie that people will have fun watching, telling their friends, oh, you got to check this out. This movie's crazy. Mm-hmm. I feel like that. But, uh, yeah, I went. There was no one there. <laughs> I went, you know. So, yeah, not, uh, not doing so good. But uh, if you're interested, the blackening, it is playing in theaters. If not, Wait a week or two, it'll probably be somewhere to see. Yeah, it didn't crack the top five at the box office this week. Only oh, one new yeah. entry. We had the new release of No Hard Feelings that we talked about last week. Yes. Came in fourth this week at the box office at 15.1 million, which people are happy about. I was going to say, I can't imagine them expecting an R-rated comedy like that to do good. Now, I hear 
the trailers are misleading. It's not as like raunchy as you would believe from like the trailers oh. and stuff like that. But that is still very good. I hear it's very good. Uh, I had planned on seeing it this weekend, but uh, my daughter got sick, so we uh, good. This girl, she ruins everything. Ruins everything. So uh, maybe next week. Although next week's Indiana Jones, I guess I'll just wait for it to come on stream. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking to go see it at some point this week. There's a, a couple things I want to get out and see, and obviously we have our own stuff to watch. But um, yeah, Indiana Jones, I'll definitely see this week. I would like to get, be able to get in, out there and see No Hard Feelings in theaters just to feel like I'm supporting. Sure. It's always good to support. Then we get more of it, right? We talked about it. It's our, yeah. our last chance to get an R-rated comedy. Come on. Yeah, you know, it, it sounds silly to say that, but this is the environment we live in now. So if you like something, you have to support it. You know, even um, take the Thundercats, for instance. This is a stretch to make a reference, but follow me here. I like the Thundercats, but I know that the Thundercats is a niche audience, especially compared to some of the other uh, 80s cartoons and franchises and toy lines that exist. You know, the Masters sure. of the Universe, the He-Man, the Star Wars, all that stuff. Thundercats is considered very niche uh, amongst those. And when Super 7 started releasing the ultimate figures of the Thundercats, I really didn't have an intention to buy them, but it was one of those things that I looked at and said, listen, this is being marketed to really people like me. And Thundercats may not get another crack at having more figures or more anything down the line if this isn't successful. So if I want to see more Thundercats, I'm the kind of person that needs to support this now while it's here because it's not like there's just tens of millions of me overflowing the websites, ordering these figures to keep it in business. So it's people like me that got to support these things. So if you have something you like, Support it. Leave a five-star review on this podcast or any podcast. that it, That's a free way of supporting something you like. And it does mean a lot. You know, hit like on a YouTube video for a creator you like. I watch a lot of these baseball videos that people put up. And just the other day, and this is going to sound silly too, but this guy put up a video like, let's remember Tim Lincecum. Tim Lincecum was a pitcher for the Giants at the Great early part pitcher. of the 2000s, and he was fucking dynamic. Back-to-back so -back Cy Youngs through two no-hitters, and yeah. then, like, all of a sudden, like, he just lost it. But for that little period of time, he <coughs> was spectacular. So I got to watch this 15-minute video on Tim Lincecum, and I was like, goddamn right, Tim Lincecum. Let's remember you. And I made sure I clicked like because I was like, you know what? Maybe this helps that guy who put this video out. Maybe it helps their algorithm. And I went and left a comment that was just literally a, a smiley job. face yeah. emoji. Yeah. You know, it's not much, but it's something. It helps the yep. algorithm, helps more people find it, helps him generate more revenue to continue making these videos. So mm -hmm. doing stuff like that, I understand it takes an extra 30 seconds out of your time. But it does help the people who create these projects that you enjoy. So two things that you, <clears throat> excuse me, two things you brought up here that made me think of something. Talk about supporting things. Joe, whatever happened with that WCW ring, that Nitro ring? That failed. was not Didn't it failed. It. Oh man, that sucks, bro. Oh, Didn't man. make it. And then immediately after, uh, 
So now they're back, basically back to the drawing board, right? Do we yeah. ever get another wrestling themed project like that again? Sure. I would say probably not. Uh, Hasbro, however, remember that's Mattel who put out that WCW ring. Hasbro is doing a GI Joe crowdfund project right now for the Dragonfly, which is like the big helicopter, and it mm. comes with Wild Bill who drives it, and you can unlock other figures depending on how many people backed it. I believe it needed ten thousand to back it at base with the one figure and then 13, 16 and 19,000, I believe were the other goals. It hit 10,000 in less than 24 hours. Wow. (laughs) But here's where it differentiates. You have GI Joe, which is a massive, right? Collectible. And we talked about this, the GI Joe franchise, you know, there's such a market out there for collectors. It's crazy, though. And WWE, and WWE, which is another massive collector market, but there is the G.I. Joe fan base has it built into their DNA that they buy play sets and they buy vehicles you sure. co- because you always have. Yes, the WWE fan base has figures and one ring. Yeah. You know, you how many rings do you need? Especially how many big ass rings? How many full arena playsets yeah. do you need? Yes, the WCW that. Nitro playset is awesome. really cool, and seeing it in person and set up with the working lights and it was spectacular. It really was. I was amazed by how much I loved it set up in person. But not a lot of people have the room for that, and even if if you're just a casual fan. Gotta remember, WCW's dead over 20 years now. Crazy. And WWE has spent the last two decades shitting on WCW. What WCW? (laughs) So if you're a casual fan or you're just super young and weren't even around for the Monday Night Wars, because that's a legitimate thing here, but you're a collector now, maybe you don't have the interest in it because all you've heard your entire life is how much this sucked. And how much better WWE was for the entire time. Meanwhile, if you're a G.I. Joe fan, you want these classified figures. You want these vehicles because you've always been able to get these vehicles. It's built into your collecting DNA that you have to have the Sky Strikers and the Hiss Tanks and the Dragonflies and the Cobra ter- uh, Terror Drones. Like all that stuff, you've always had it. It's always existed. Okay. And the second thing you made me think of, you brought up baseball. Joe, have you played this game? It's on your phone. You go to a website. It's called Immaculate Grid. Have you played this game? No. Tell me about it. So you go to ImmaculateGrid.com. And so it's a nine-cell grid, three by three, you know. Like Sudoku. Exactly. So it's like a Sudoku, right? So on the top, so like for today, on the top, it's Dodgers, Yankees, Hall of Fame. So I, I believe I've seen versions of or heard versions of this like okay. on different baseball podcasts I've been listening to. Yeah. So it's it's and then the bottom is Sox Brewers 300k uh career. So then so you the have first to match thing is like up. I got to name a guy who played for the Dodgers and the Red Sox and, or something. Yeah, the Dodgers and the White Sox. You got to think of a guy who played for the Yankees and the Brewers, the Yankees and the Sox. And then, you know, a, a L.A. Dodger who's had 3,000 career Ks, a Hall of Famer that had three, you know. So there's lots of names that could work. 
but then there's also now but at you the same can't time, use the same names twice. Can't use the, the same name. name twice. And the goal is to try to get it in nine tries to try to get an immaculate yeah. grid, which is that. I just heard of this game uh, the other day. I haven't played it yet, but uh, you brought it up and it's not, I keep meaning to ask you because I know you're the baseball boy. I have not played this. I have seen people doing it. Like I said, I've uh, heard rounds, people playing it on hockey podcasts, even. Sure. Um, what I do play, I play it. It's an app called Five for Five Baseball. Mm, and every this? day you log in and you pick five winners. And you can join league. You create leagues for you and your friends. It's a free app. I've been doing it for a few years now. Um and you get different point scores. So, like, let's say right now, if the Yankees are playing the Red Sox, the Yankees are favored slightly. So it might be like 52 to 48 or whatever. But then sure. you get points for home runs, points for strikeouts. If you win with a team three times in a week, that's a bonus. If you hit a certain number of home runs, if all your teams combine for a certain number of home runs or strikeouts for the day, that's a bonus. If you get that's all cool. five correct, that's a bonus. You know, if you pick all national league teams and they win that's a bonus if you pick all teams within one certain division <laughs> that's a big bonus that's cool so there's stuff like that that i play every year and i even i run a league every year for people within the major wrestling figure podcast group we have our own little major marks league that we play for i think three years running now oh that's very cool you uh, you playing wordle how was the last time you opened that oh wordle my at? god completely <laughs> forgot about it I played it the other day for the first time. I was sitting around waiting to do something. I don't know why. I said, let me see what's going on in the world of Wordle today. Because I still have a couple friends who put up a fucking thing every once in a while. But then people got crazy with it. And I think that was what turned off a lot of people was it went from Wordle to Quartle, which was like yes. the, four, the four one. My wife was doing that. Octurtle. Octurtle was, so was another yeah. one. It was like yeah. eight. <laughs> it was so crazy. Then there was one with like baseball words and then there was taylor swift ones and yeah, it was wrestling just got out of control, like anything else like every exactly hurdle was the best though when they turned into songs where you you hear the music yeah turns out like name that tune kind of yeah. that was fun for a little bit oh, uh, one apps. thing i did check out this week i went on hulu and i said you know what let me go watch this full monty show oh okay but i hit a detour because I see in my trending list that was at the top of the page, it had this show called The Toys That Built America. And I'm going, what the fuck is this? The toys, because I remember the toys that made us on Netflix, but what it's is like going a history channel? It's a history channel. It's thing, a right? history channel yeah, produced documentary. They do food that made us. They do a whole bunch of things like this. So they, okay. they just released season two back in October. Season one has like four episodes and it's, they kind of go through a chronological timeline of the toy business. Cool. And they start with like Slinky, okay. Silly Putty, Hula Hoop. There's like That's the Hasbro versus Mattel, Barbie versus G.I. Joe from like the <laughs> 60s kind of war coming up. Matchbox versus cool. Hot Wheels. Or there's a board games episode. And then season two is like kind of the more traditional, like here's the rise of Star Wars and He-Man and stuff like that. Season two is 10 episodes. It's very, I watched a couple because now I got sidetracked and I got to check this out. Like, why don't so, I know that course. this exists? And very interesting. And I actually like it more than the Netflix one because with the Netflix shows, and we've said this, it gets too comedic where they're trying to make yes, a joke out of everything. Like the, the style that they do it, yeah. Just and give me the is, info. This is done from a very kind of documentary yeah. 
yeah, know, traditional documentary perspective. So I find it very interesting. So that's, that's on Hulu. It's called The Toys That Built America. It's produced by the History Channel. That's cool. That's definitely, yeah. That's like, I, I want to hear about He Man, but I don't want to have a guy staring at the camera because he said something. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. So that's interesting. Cool. I have to check that out. Oh, my goodness. A lot, it's a lot to watch here. Look at this. My goodness. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, you know, I watched one other movie because, you know, we like to talk to our, uh, our passengers on the on the Twitter on the Facebooks, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we started talking about B horror movies. That that was a, a topic of discussion. Oh my this god! Past, yes. So eighteen our, weeks our, of horror. Our <laughs> listeners started some shit this week on social media, didn't they? I love it. You're in trouble this year, buddy. <laughs> I yeah. And I feel like if that's the kind of shit that you guys want to watch along, then we're gonna have no choice but to do it. I the will only thing hate. Is, I will hate. Yeah, it's not. I will hate you guys for it, but it's, I will do it. I, I'll maybe do one, one, one week. We'll we'll do something like that. But the thing is, you don't like silliness when it's actually done like well, like an Evil Dead. You know, you don't like that silliness. So you're not gonna like the silliness. Of we ain't got no money, uh, we can't afford anything. The script is not very good. Like you're definitely gonna hate every second of a movie that I watched this week called Cocaine Shark, about a, some shark eating cocaine that is falling off a drug lord's uh, a thing here. You know that you're gonna hate, bro. You're gonna go. The graphics are fucking terrible. The acting is terrible. Like you're gonna get no enjoyment. Whereas me, I'm like, this is the worst shit ever. But that was funny. You know, like I said, House of the Dead. It was terrible. But I'm laughing at how terrible it is a lot of the time. You know, I'm into that shit, Joe. I don't know. I can't do that to you. I don't think I'm gonna do it to you. <laughs> so cocaine shark sucks. I mean, you know, it's it's okay. The best thing about it is fucking 74 minutes long. God bless. That's that's, that's a good time. That's what you want. When it's a stupid-ass movie with terrible graphics, the shark looks fucking terrible, bro. But, you know, I had some fun watching it. <laughs> Look, it's not for everyone. It's, it's like not. a fucking Will Ospreay match. It's it, Cocaine Shark is definitely a Will Ospreay match. If you're into it, you're going to have a good time. But if it's not your thing, you're going to sit there going, even with 74 minutes, you're going to be like, oh, my God, this movie is fucking dragging. What is, what's happening here? So this not, it's not recommended for everyone. But listen, if you like this bullshit, you like those sci-fi movies that used to play on Saturday nights, who Cocaine Shark is for you, folks. <laughs> uh, I did not watch Cocaine Shark this week, but right. we did have our watch-along movie this week, Gomez. And the wheel decided to bestow upon us Punisher Warzone, starring Ray Stevenson as Frank Castle, the Punisher, from 2008. And this was playing on Peacock for everyone who wanted to watch along. Oh, baby. What a picture. (laughs) IMDB describes this movie as Hmm. Frank Castle, known as the Punisher, ruthlessly demolishes organized crime, but... Starts an even bigger war. Okay. Very generic. Not giving you anything. But I mean, that is the gist of the the movie there. Without getting into little details here and there. That is what happens. Sure. 
So mm-hmm. this is actually the lowest box office of any Marvel movie in history. Oh, is it? Boy, I didn't know that. It only made $10.1 million at the box office on a budget of $35 million. Wow. So what the fuck was that opening weekend, bro? That was just... Oh, boy. So originally... So this is the reboot of a reboot. Because sure. in 2004, there was the Thomas Jane Punisher, which was a reboot Mastic. technically of the 1989 Punisher, which starred Dolph Lundgren. It's so great. Uh, (laughs) But originally, this was not supposed to be a reboot. It was supposed to be a sequel of the 2004 Thomas Jane movie where he was supposed to come back. And there was just all these differences of opinions between uh, the studio and then Marvel and then the actors and the writers. There was such a difference of opinion. Thomas Jane was like, listen, I'm not spending three years staying in shape for a movie that may or may not happen. Screw you guys. I'm going home. I get it, bro. So they decided they rewrote this movie to make it like a new thing. They got Ray Stevenson brought in. And a lot of the action in this movie is truly and ridiculously over the top. Like the Punisher does not say a word until we're 25 minutes into the movie. But by that point, he's already killed like 44 people the best that's the way and that's what we want there's one at one point like right off the bat he's hanging by his starts. legs from a I'm chandelier so good. swinging around <laughs> while his machine guns just take out like a, an entire organized crime family it's so fucking ridiculous and you say my god like doesn't this feel like the time where they would have wanted movies to get like kind of gritty and more realistic more serious way like wouldn't you want that especially around 2008 when this movie and they did except for the fact that the day the director was supposed to meet with the brass from marvel was the day after the virginia tech massacre and when they showed the uh the gunman from the virginia tech they showed like his apartment or whatever he had a punisher poster on his wall (sighs) Of course. So the decision was made to exaggerate the violence in such a way where, like, crazy people wouldn't go out and try to recreate it. Sure. So that's why, like, some of this shit is just absurdly over the top and feels more like the 80s style superhero movies that we all know are terrible. Sure. Hmm. That action, that action is crazy. A man gets blown up with a bazooka, Joe. Yes, I love it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> a man gets put into a glass-destroying machine and somehow comes out alive. Yes, that's our big bad guy origin story. Falls in a vat of glass, <laughs> cuts his beautiful face up. Yeah. His beautiful face. Oh, He was no. so good looking. <laughs> Billy the Butte. Billy the Butte. <laughs> And now he had no face. Like they literally took his face off. Oh my goodness. So funny. Oh, Jigsaw is his name. <laughs> now I don't know anything about Jigsaw. I'm like I, I've always said I, I don't really follow comics or anything. Is he like a big villain in the Punisher's uh, line? Like he's a guy. I don't really, you know, it's nothing special or anything like that. Like he's just a, a guy, you know, which is cool. It's better than the Flash. We don't get a Flash bad guy in the Flash movie. At least we get a Punisher bad guy. You know, that's good at least. I did not hate this movie. 
I don't think you can hate this. I think the over the top action is so enjoyable that I like it's, it's a fun time. Like, yeah, all the stuff ain't great, but when there's a lot of killing. And if you're watching a Punisher movie, I mean, I guess that's what you want, right? So I'll, I'm sitting there going, this the is The story fun. is a little, con- I mean, a little contrived. It's it's out sure. there. So the Punisher is, is taking down this organized crime family. Turns out he's missed a couple people. So he goes to hunting them down. But when he does that, he also kills this one guy who's an undercover detective yeah. posing, who's in with the family. So now that he realizes he killed, like, one of the good guys, yeah, the Punisher is distraught and now thinking about getting out of the punishing business. That's it. One more job, bro. It's one of yeah, those so movies. Newman convinces Newman <laughs> yes. from Seinfeld convinces yes, him to you know finish this gig, you know do the right thing and avenge himself his you know the the killing that he perpetuated upon this poor family because this dead detective now has a, a wife and a daughter behind who the the Mob guys are probably going to go after them now because sure. he bamboozled them. He's a rat. So the Punisher has to go in and protect that family as well as f- finish off the job with the the mobsters. Killed that. Killed the the husband, and he's gonna. He's the new daddy now. He's gonna take yeah. over. <laughs> it looks like you got right. Isn't that the feeling you get? Like the, you know, the Punisher up. just gonna slide right into that chair. <laughs> are you my new daddy? <laughs> Seems like it, bro. It's like when I do those stepdad movies and I go, listen, (laughs) no one's trying to replace your real dad, but your mom and I are getting kind of serious and I'd like if we could be friends. And then she goes, but do you know what I do with my friends? And I say, why don't you show me? That's the Punisher. (laughs) Who is it? (laughs) That was the movie I saw. <laughs> oh man! Oh. I believe, I believe those were his exact words. They might not have been, but that was what I believe to have seen. And that's if, what I took from the story. <laughs> you know, no one can tell you how do you feel about certain pieces of art. You're and the Punisher War art. Zone is certainly a piece of art. <laughs> Oh, the um, the bad guys. I think so. It's fine. The brother's a little annoying, but it's a little, you know, he's a little too much. But yeah. you know, everything's over the top, so I can't really enjoy a guy getting his head blown off and then get annoyed that a guy's hamming it up at the same time. Like I get it. It's this is what we're in for. So you know, you, you take the good with the bad, right? Like that's yeah. uh, that's that. It's not very long, so that's that's another plus. We got a lot of pluses. I feel. Yeah. Because, you know, the word on the street is it's, it's very poorly rated, this this Punisher movie. It is. It's very poorly rated. From I, I didn't uh I think the Rotten Tomatoes like the... 17% or something like that. Like, I was going to say, I think it was like 30, good. but even, you know, I wouldn't be it's, surprised if it was that low. It's pretty low. But one thing that people do like is is Ray Stevenson as the Punisher. Did you like him as the Punisher? I thought he was fine. Um, now, my... Knowledge of the Punisher is really the one by uh John Bernthal. Oh, okay. I, think it's I was Thomas gonna say Jane, the, bro. The, well, I, I really I saw like once, but I don't really remember it. It was very forgettable to me. Um, but the Punisher series that they put out on Netflix was a sure. thing. So 
Like that's kind of where I have the Punisher, and I I'm okay with that Punisher. I think he's really good in that Punisher for me. I yeah, I think he's. I don't know if I finished the whole season, but I was enjoying him. It wasn't his his fault that I I didn't finish the season. I thought he was very good. I I don't know if it's a true rumor, right? But the rumor is that he's coming back, right? I don't know if that was a real thing. So I believe I heard that as well. But uh, I'm looking forward to that to see him in there. You know, I've always liked the Punisher. Uh, I read Punisher comics. Nowadays, they do some wacky shit. Do you know the the Punisher turned into the Ghost Rider? Do you know that Frank Castle? I did not know Ghost Rider. Yeah, Cosmic Ghost Rider. Very good. It's a great storyline. Trying to kill baby Thanos, all this shit. A lot of good stuff. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, the Punisher has become very uh, controversial, I guess, right? By a certain section of the population's use of his logo sure, and stuff. And I, they don't understand. Half of them don't understand it. You know, I, they got a thin, the, <laughs> you know, they got a thin blue line Punisher. It's like, uh, hey guys, that's not how that works. Though. Hate to break this to you, <laughs> yeah. Punisher don't like cops. It's uh. Yeah, but uh, it is. I believe Marvel has changed the skull. I think the skull is a little different now to try to differentiate from the lunatics who like to to use it. And uh, I think that's also probably why uh, a lot of Punisher comics are like uh, flashbacks to like him in like Vietnam and shit like mm-hmm. that. And um, and also now this cosmic thing. I think that's why maybe they've gotten away from him on the street shooting everybody up, you know? Makes sense. Marvel's yeah. known to do that. Uh, so. Let's hit some music. Sure, baby. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? Punisher Warzone 2008. Where does this fall on your main man standings? I I didn't come in here expecting, you know, a a superstar of a movie. I came in with moderate expectations, you know. And uh, I would say I was delightfully surprised. I enjoyed the thing. I enjoyed things about this movie. It's not a good movie, but there are things to take from it that are enjoyable. All sure. the killing and the manner of killing is a lot of fun. Ray Stevenson is good in his role. Not everybody can say that. Uh, there are a bunch of actors in this movie who are not very good in their role. Like the guy who is the actual detective who wants to avenge his partner that the Punisher killed by mistake. Like that guy is really, really bad at, at acting (laughs) but overall this could have been a hell of a lot worse than it was so i'm gonna give it a double main man two stars Mm, i'm there with you i'm gonna give it a a two and a half main man it's fine i think if you like over the top violence there's more than enough to make up for the lackluster performances by certain people and even the storyline is you know not so good when the killing is not happening. So, yeah. yeah. Two and a half. It's on Peacock. Uh, you know, you could check it out. Again, you, you got to be, you got to know what you're getting into, really. Yeah, um, but I mean, they, with all this shit that we watch, and we watch a lot of shit. Let, let's call spade a spade. This, it could have been worse. 
it's not worked. Like I, I've seen it a few times, but I haven't seen it since it first came out. So I just remember being okay, and it was. It's okay. It's an okay movie with some good violence. All right, check it out. Hmm, no wheel this week of superheroes because, as John. we mentioned earlier, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny drops this week. You excited, bro? Please allow me to introduce myself. <laughs> I'm a man of wealth and taste. I've heard that Indiana Jones sucks, so no, I'm not looking forward to it at all, Gomez. I hear mixed. I hear mixed things. Um, you know, are you a big Indiana Jones guy? Like, is you you? you I like, like the it, but I'm not I'm like a super fan by any means. I think I'm there too. Like I do, I love the movies, but I'm like, oh, every year I gotta watch Indiana Jones. Just you know, I watched them when I was younger. I've watched them a few times when I'm older. We did it's an episode. Good. If you guys want to go back into the archives where we watched the the other Indiana Jones movies, so you can Whoa. go check that out. Wow, I don't remember that. Whoa, we've baby. done a lot of episodes now. Wow. Okay. Uh, did we watch Crystal Skull? We didn't do that, right? Because I'm like, I don't we remember did the seeing... original three. Okay, because I'm like, I only remember watching that one time in the theater. Maybe one other time when it first came on DVD or something I like that. I don't remember watching Crystal Skull ever. Wow. So okay. I believe we just did the original three. Okay. So, yeah. So that's that's got to be it. Okay. Uh, I may rewatch it because it's been so long. I it hasn't. It's not like all of a sudden people are like, hey, you know what? This is actually a good. It's not like happening. You know, it usually yeah, happens. Thank God. Oh, you know what? You got to check. No, people are still saying it's not very good. So, uh, you know, we'll see. I might check it out this week, but I'm semi excited for a new Indiana Jones. We'll see. You know, fingers crossed. Uh, if I hope you it's are good. a Disney Parks fan, where the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular show is at Hollywood Studios, there's like a little gift shop over next to it that they have turned into a bar. So you could go and get little Indiana Jones-themed drinks now over at Hollywood Studios. So I suggest you go check that out. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. God bless Disney. They, they're always doing it, guys. Always. Mm. <laughs> well, even downtown Disney has a bar called... Um, uh, the Hangar Bar, Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar, which is supposed to be like Indiana Jones theme too. So you can go there. I've I've drank there plenty of times. It's not exactly cheap, you know. You are at a, a Disney theme bar, even though it's not sure. in the parks. It is downtown Disney, but you get some specialty drinks, some good apps. I recommend the pretzel, the nice hot pretzel, and the mm, spinach and artichoke dip uh, for the chips. Highly recommended from the Superstar. Hmm. All right, so Indiana Jones is next week, but uh, before we get there, we uh, gotta wrap this one up here, Joe. Might as well hit some music. Now, time for the big finish. All right, Joe. We. We can't go an episode without spinning a wheel. I mean, come on. What are we doing here? Of course not. <laughs> it is big finish time. Let's spin this wheel, baby. Oh, it was so close to something so good. <laughs> All right. This is good. 
big finish today is uh, this is a we could spend an hour on this toy playsets. This is going to be fun. Here we go. Oh, I don't know where where do I begin? I I don't know where to start. Is it stuff I played with as a kid or stuff that I look? Eternia, the the original Eternia playset to me is it was my grail. But it was something as a kid that I didn't even know existed because it came out sure. near the end of the Masters of the Universe toy line. But looking back, like it's just amazing. And I own one now, which is incredible. So there's that. But right behind it is something else that I've never owned in my life, but still boggles my mind to the fact that it was ever made and people still have it and people are still finding pieces to it to this day. The USS Flag aircraft carrier from G.I. Joe. That thing is astronaut. You need an entire room to have that displayed and put together. So I was never, I never really had play sets. Um, I'm trying to, I had the Ghostbuster play set. That's probably the only, the firehouse. That's probably the only, did I have a Ninja Turtle one? I know they had like a, you didn't have the sewer? I don't think I had that. No, I had the van. I don't think I had the Technodrome. The, the te- oh, you know, I never had the Technodrome. I always it's a very it. rare one. That's a rare yeah. boy right now. I never had that. That that's also the Technodrome. Uh, so I'm trying to think. You know, mm, what what are the playsets? Well, I think of awesome. like the GI Joe line really killed it with the playsets because the USS Flag is unbelievable. Then you have the Cobra Terror Drone, which is awesome 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 then on top of that you have the defiant uh spaceship uh, space center you know where it opens up and you have the spaceship and the pieces come apart i had that as a kid that i got for something i must have did well but that thing was incredible like gi joe really killed it on old school play sets but even like going back now mask has the mask toy line i say all the time is is amazing if you ever go back and look at some of those play sets they're great uh the filmation ghostbuster not just the real ghostbuster with the firehouse but the filmation version has a command center ghost command it was called that's amazing and fun uh thundercats the cat's lair as well as mumra's tomb fortress which is one mm. that i love where you would put the old decrepit Mumra figure and then you spin it around and then you had the big Mumra, the ever-living figure. I love that one. That's cool. The only other thing I had, I had the, uh, I guess, was the Hot Wheels, where it was like the... Oh, the tracks and stuff. Like there was a track, but then there was one with like a car wash. And it it came with the cars that changed colors through it. Yes, that's right. It did change. I think my brother had that. You know, that's probably it. That's funny. Another one I remember my brother having now, for some reason, it just hit my mind, was the Flintstone Kids had like a school playset. You are, yo, you know, I think I, I think I had a Flintstone thing. Bro, I'm just saying that. That is so funny. The Flintstone oh Kids, short-lived yeah. cartoon, basically love gets no love kids. now. We, I used to look forward to that on Saturday mornings, but they had a, a small little toy line with oh just really the main characters, God. and then they had like a school playset. That's 
so funny, bro. Something I haven't thought of in 400 years. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. You got any other ones? I'm all out there. Oh, yeah. my God. I, I could probably go on forever if you guys want to hit me up, talk about this, or tune into Captain's Log and interview Joe Shoes uh, when that's coming up. And you can ask me all about my favorite toy place that's there as well. Um, oh. But, yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's so hard to do these things from the top of your head. It's yes. obvious that Castle Grayskull, Snake Mountain, obviously huge, but, like, just the Eternia, the size, how many pieces there are, the – the fact that I own one like is amazing to me because I never thought I'd be in that space where not only do I have it, but I have it complete and I have the box for it. It's just pretty crazy that I have am, am able to have this stuff. And uh, man, little me would be very happy about that. Mm, yes, it is. Well, Big U, how about you uh, hit him with the plug so we can get out of here? Thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to hit subscribe wherever it is that you're listening to this, or if you're watching on YouTube, leave some comments, leave some likes. Make sure you are leaving those five star reviews. And if you do, screenshot it, tweet it to us at Car Jomez, and we will send you an autographed 8x10 as a thank you. You can follow all my personal stuff Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at The Joe Shoes, or buy one of these shoehorn t-shirts over at prowrestlingtees.com slash joe shoes and of course subscribe to my youtube youtube.com slash joe shoes to see some food reviews volcano menu at taco bell is back baby oh my god i'm so excited the gomez 154 instagram and twitter twitch.tv slash mez movie folks and we'll be back next week with the Netflix American Gladiators documentary, as well as Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So make sure you're getting out there. Make sure you're watching along with us. That way you can understand what we are talking about. <laughs> but Gomez, until then, let's make like Tom and Cruz. Peace.